Welcome to the I-29 MUU Dairy Podcast. I-29 MUU University is a consortium of land-grant universities in Minnesota, Iowa, South Dakota, and Nebraska. This podcast covers timely news, information, and research for today's dairy industry. Good afternoon and welcome to the I-29 MUU University Dairy Podcast. My name is Fred Hall, and I'm the Dairy Specialist for ISU Extension. Today we'll talk about silage safety during harvest and around the silage pile. My co-host is Heidi Carroll, Extension Livestock Stewardship Field Specialist and Beef Quality Assurance Coordinator. Welcome back to the podcast, Heidi. Thanks for having me, Fred. Heidi, can you introduce our guests? On today's podcast, we have Alexis Stinton, an agriculture instructor at Lake Area Technical College in Watertown, South Dakota. Alexis, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your involvement with Modak Dairy? Sure thing. So I'm a graduate of Lake Area Tech, and uh, through the program here, um, we have internships that we need to complete. And so I started working for Modak as an intern, and I liked it so much that I stuck around and I continued to work with them for um, several months after that until I got a position here at the school. Um, But even after leaving, I would still go back and help them out do pregnancy checks and things like that. So um, I've been working with them periodically off and on for a very long time, um, 10 years or so, maybe even longer. So we've got a great relationship, the school and MODAC. They allow us to go out and utilize their herd for doing treatments or um, learning techniques like jugular venipuncture or tail sticks or things like that, which is amazing. And so what we do is help them out during the silage season by taking our students and we go out and we teach silage pile safety while they're covering the pile. So we give back to them when we can by letting them, letting the students cover the pile. So Alexis, as you're teaching this, do you also teach their employees? Sometimes I can, you know, I can redirect the employees when I need to, but um, for me, there's a bit of a language barrier. So sometimes I'll make adjustments to somebody that's, you know, standing in one of the lines and, um, or I can tell somebody who speaks English, hey, you want to tell that guy, you might need to stand a little closer, or a little further away, or, you know, watch out, there's a tractor coming, you know, but um, I do what I can. But most of the time, the guys are there to teach each other um, from MODAC because they speak the same language where I have that language barrier. So I'm assuming harvest at MODAC is pretty much done Uh, now? The pile is complete or are we still in the process of it? I I think we're still in the process. There's been a bit of a late rain delay. Um, We just got two inches, two plus inches here yesterday. So I think that um, if they weren't done chopping, they're going to be held up for quite a bit until they can actually get back into the field and chop. You know, rain delays always bring a, a new set of risk and dangers. Let's tell the listeners a little bit about what you do after a rain delay. Yeah, anytime you've got rain, the mud comes in, and so it becomes slicker to to deal with as far as just walking across the concrete to get to the pile. But then when you have to climb the pile, if there's rain that's been settling in some of those spots on the top of the existing pile, that becomes problematic. 
So we always tell people, make sure you wear the right kinds of shoes. A, shoes that aren't going to puncture through the existing tarp because that in itself causes a lot of problems. And also make sure that you wear shoes that are pretty um, uh, sticky. I'm going to say sticky shoes. Um, that way you're not slipping around on the silage type tarps. Let's kind of identify the top three things before you get to the pile that you talk about to the students. Yeah, that's that's a kind of a good one. So um, my three main focuses are um, silage face safety, because there's always going to be an open face. Um, so we talked about the, the safety of the face, either standing underneath it, standing above it. Um, Sometimes there can be like a little bit of an overhang, so standing too close to the edge could be problematic. Um, fortunately for us, we don't ever have to go to the face because that side of the, the pile is still covered from last year's silage and the tarp is still there. So we don't need to cover that, they leave that. Um, but when we walk in front of the face, if we need to, I wanna make sure that the students know not to get underneath the face there's an avalanche because silage is heavy. So we talk about the face safety. We talk about safety on top of the pile. So um, as far as slipping, because we start usually pretty early in the morning, 6.30, 6.45, somewhere in there. And depending on the time of year, well, I should rephrase that. Depending on the type of weather we've been having, it can be pretty slick up there. So I've covered the pile when it was a great, amazing day of you know 80 degrees. And I've also covered the pile when it was frosty on the top. So let me tell you, covering a pile that's already kind of slick, um, has a lot of dew and condensation, that's scary. I also talk about safety with the equipment. So, and watching your fellow um, neighbors, um, how do you throw the tires? Of course, we use tire uh, walls, so it's a little bit lighter, but they do get heavy at the end of the day and we get sloppy when we get tired. So I always wanna make sure that we have you know, safety as far as the equipment going back and forth for the people. Um, watch out for the tractors that are bringing um, tires up to the top of the pile. Uh, watch out for your fellow coworkers too. So if they slip or fall or go down, make sure that they're okay and you can get them up. So the third big thing that I talk about is actually pulling that tarp from the top of the pile down the side. So um, the biggest thing with that is keeping the tarp low because we don't want people to fly away. Um, I'm also make sure that they know to keep an eye out for their neighbors because when that tarp starts to come down, sometimes it can go quick. So we wanna make sure that they don't get tripped up or lose their footing and then get buried underneath that tarp. That's extremely dangerous. So I always say, have your buddies on either side of you know who you're looking out for. So in case something does happen, we're not trying to find you underneath X number of eat of tarp. So the other thing that goes along with that, um, you know, they all joke and say, oh, well, you know, maybe it's just a big blanket. I'm like, well, that could be. However, it doesn't take long for those gases to start to form. So gas is the other thing that I'm really concerned about. And a lot of times when we get down to the bottom of the pile and we're waiting for some dirt to come and, you know, uh, shore up the bottom of the edge there, um, students, you know, mess around and I say, hey, don't do that. And every once in a while, you get someone who does it anyway, and they lift the tarp up a little bit, and they realize, oh my gosh, yeah, that stuff is pretty potent, those gases. So they learn the hard way that gases are scary. So the biggest three things I think that I talk about is um, the face safety equipment, you know, while you're on the top of the pile, and how do you handle the tarp? You know, some of our listeners are from areas uh, in the upper Midwest 
where they have upright silos. And, you know, I grew up with upright silos, so gas was always on the top of our minds because, you know, if it takes two days to fill that silo, you had to blow it to get gas out so you could be around there. But we tend to forget that that pile is creating gas. And that was brought to me a couple of years ago. I walked out just at daylight. We were getting things cranked up. And you can see that orange or yellow gas floating around, you know, the the edge of the pile. And wow, you know, if it had been daylight, I probably would have walked right through there and not even realized it was there. But it's dangerous no matter what kind of storage we have. So. Heidi, what do you have on your mind? I think you you both have alluded to what what we consider those seven major hazards uh, around bunker piles uh, of silage, and those seven major major hazards are what you alluded to is the fatigue or complacency, exposure to silage gases, tractor truck rollovers, or rollover by other equipments, entanglement in equipment and machinery the falling from the heights that you really stressed there, Alexis, and being crushed by an avalanche or or collapsing pile. When you emphasize these things to students, what are some of their concerns or some of the questions that they come to you with? It's kind of a tough question. Most of the students have been doing this a long time. A lot of them come to me that, you know, they hate covering piles. They don't want to because they do it at home or they end up going home shortly after we do it here and they cover their piles. So a lot of kids know what some of the safety concerns are and they've been brought up the right way to know that, you know, these are hazards. And, and the students that have never done this before, like they've come from town and they just want to go help their grandfather on the farm. Honestly, handling tire walls is their biggest question. You know, how do we, how, how do I do this so I don't get tired? And so um, MODAC has a, a unique, unique system, you know, for most of us covering a tire or covering a silage pile with tires is you grab tires, you walk up to the top of the hill and you put it down and you go back and you grab two more, you walk up and that's how you do it, right? So MODAC has discovered a way to do this effectively and you don't get so tired. So their methodology is to only cover half the pile to start with. And so then you can still drive up to the top of the pile with a bunch of tires. And so they'll drop off those tires or tire walls at the top and you'll have a mountain of tires. And so what we do then is line up in the chain and do a bucket brigade, I'm going to call it. And so one person is going to pass the tire down to the next person and you keep passing them down to the bottom so that no one has to walk back up with the tires. You're passing them down, letting gravity help you out. So it helps with the fatigue, but you still get tired. So I think, you know, handling the tires to begin with is one of those questions that the students are all like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of tires. I'm really overwhelmed. How does this work? What do I do? We uh, show them. It's like, okay, watch for a minute, jump in the line. And so they see what's going on and they jump in and then it gains confidence, which is really neat to see. You know, a kid who's never been on a silage pile doesn't know anything about it, never handled a tire before. Oh, I should also stress that one of those things about handling tire walls is the wires. So I always bring extra gloves because I always get kids to forget gloves. Um, that's the other thing is I forgot gloves. Do you have any? I guess that would be the, the biggest question that I get. Heidi, uh, have you got information that will combine with the podcast 
uh, about silage safety. The checklists that are available as far as resources are, are part of the UMASH Center out of Minnesota. And so those resources are easily available for producers. You can find those at uwash.umn.edu. And a lot of those are quick and simple. They, they allude to scheduling team meetings to talk about risks. It alludes to just having the equipment ready to go and different things to make sure that you are being proactive in training programs um, with all types of health, whether, whether it's full-time help or whether it's part-time help, kind of similar to Alexis, the students coming out and just being that extra crew and hands on deck to make the process go smooth and safe. Alexis, you shared a lot of really good information with us during the podcast. Any closing comments that you want to make sure folks remember uh, after the podcast? I guess uh, the biggest thing is um, a lot of times there's a lot of common sense that goes along with, you know, working around the big machinery and around piles. You know, if you're on the top of a silage pile and you slip once, so just be careful, you're probably going to slip again. Um, you know, and, and yeah, it's a lot of common sense. Um, and I, I found that when I talk too much in the classroom about silage safety, the students have a tendency to tune out. So the fact that I can take them out to a silage pile and actually show them, okay, this is the real deal. We are doing this for real. This isn't a joke. Um, it's cement better um, what it is that I'm trying to get the point across that safety is essential. Because um, I've seen some, some accidents happen, you know, and there was one time I had a student that actually did go down when we were bringing that tarp down. And um, he was really lucky because he had friends on either side of him that grabbed him arm in arm and they just lifted him up and dragged him down the rest of the way just to keep him out of the, from being buried. So I've seen some things happen. So um, I can relate those informations to, or that information to students and, um, you know, then when they actually get up there, they're like, yeah, this is harder than I thought it was, you know? So I think uh, a lot of hands-on. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to share that information with us. We would remind folks that this is the uh, I-29 Muyu Dairy Podcast, and we thank you and thank our listeners and look forward to uh, visiting with them at the next podcast. I-29 MooU is an equal opportunity provider for the full non-discrimination statement or accommodation inquiries go to extension.iastate.edu forward slash diversity forward slash ext.